1: to the hollow sky podcast we are your hosts i'm steven
2: and kyle
1: and it's monday which sucks but
2: does suck
1: we're here to help with the suck
2: Mm. we'll try our best yeah we'll try yeah
1: yeah but anyway welcome back we're here to try to Kickstart the week off with you again. Kyle has put together a banger. I'm excited. I'm looking over his shoulder here, and I see the title is Miracles, so I'm ready to roll, ready to rock and roll. We'll get through the business and jump right in. Check us out at all our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, Discord, Reddit. Search up the Hollow Sky Podcast, and we shall be there. Come become part of the Hollow Cult. It's a good time. If you have a listener experience you'd like for us to feature on our Thursday show, Kyle's got the deets.
2: You can record or write your story out. Shoot it over to the email, which is going to be hollowskypodcast at gmail.com. You can call or text the holo phone, which is 618-556-0837. You can also send us weird shit, cool shit, whatever you want to the P.O. Box, which is going to be Hollis Sky Podcast, P.O. Box 145, Field in Illinois, 62031. We appreciate anything and everything you guys do for us, send to us. It's always amazing. Um,
1: J.J. Yeah. Rose, our friend, just hit us with yeah. an excellent package Uh those super dope Aura Goggles, Dynisin, di- di- yeah, I never like pronounce it correctly, but shout out to JJ. I'm trying to get my aura seeking on, which so far I have not been that successful, but still appreciative. Thank you. Uh, if you'd like to support the show, plenty of ways to do it. Skip over to Patreon, peep it, see if there's something you like, extra content, ad lists, episodes, all sorts of goodies. We have... Our store, HollowskyPodcast.com, is up and running. We've got a store over there. You can check out some cool holocult merchandise that you can purchase to rep and recruit new members of the holocult. That's right. We got a Venmo. You can throw us some pocket change in there for nefarious deeds and doings. You can also share the show word of mouth. That's the best thing you could do help spread the word of the cult that is what has primarily got this show to grow so much we just hit 2 million downloads uh what was it 2 weeks ago week and a half ago yeah
2: right around my birthday which is actually it was on my wedding anniversary the 22nd of november
1: which is wild yeah 2 million is it's quite a bit insanity in my brain it's quite a bit which is, is all due to you all out there in podcast land. So we are grateful forever. You can also go to wherever you catch your podcasts, a podcatcher, if you will, and leave us a five-star rating and review. When I find them, I will gladly share them and shout you out. Um, I found one. I don't know if I've read it before, but it's from Spain. And I don't feel like I have because I think I would remember it. If I've already done this, I apologize. Actually, uh, I do what I want. So five-star rating and review brought to us by our friend, Mrs. Large D Big. There you
2: go. (laughs) There you go. There's some... uh, Own that shit.
1: Underlying connotations there. Large D Big own that <laughs> ah! our friend Mrs. Large D says great podcast five stars Stephen and Kyle are so funny it feels like I'm listening with my own buddies thanks guys well thank you
2: Large D it's appreciated big D I'm happy for you
1: for making our evening a little more entertaining and thanks for taking the time to write us a five star rating and review we greatly appreciate it can't state that enough We are coming on a 1,000 on Apple Podcasts, so keep them rolling. Keep them rolling. That might not have been the correct terminology, but it kind of fits with the whole review there. Anyways, we are diving right in to Kyle's Miracles. Let's go. Let's get it.
2: Yeah, so this episode was supposed to originally be about the mysteries of the Vatican, but I feel like the Vatican pretty much has the internet washed. (laughs) It's super hard to find. Classic. Like, really plentiful stories from there, but I went with this as a backup. I feel like there's going to be some pretty good conversation, but we'll see how it pans out. Uh, As you know... Paranormal world and us in general kind of stick to some of the darker side of things, um, but we're gonna be going down this this random list of miracles that I put together, and it could be you know miracles, unexplained blessings, just however you'd really like to phrase it. Uh, the first one that I have here, I do I do put it in the bracket of. Miracle, however, I feel like some of you listening may slide it into a different category. But for the overall of the story, it's, it's a miracle nonetheless. There was a man named Don, and he had a pretty interesting experience when he was in college. Don had fallen asleep before his roommate had gotten home. Roughly at 3 a.m., he awoke to his heart pounding and he heard his roommate calling his name. However, the room was empty. There was no roommate to be seen. So for whatever reason, Don was compelled to get in his car and start to drive. It was almost like his car was on autopilot. After about 10 blocks, he was drawn to a specific spot. When he got there, he actually found his roommate buried under a snowbank, drunk, disoriented, and freezing. So, as you can imagine, Don essentially saves his roommate's life that night. And you can see how this Strange. could be put in a different category other than a miracle. You know, some people may call I don't know if you'd label it as clairvoyance or something to that degree, yeah, um, but but regardless, I mean, it's still a miracle. Nonetheless, the fact that he's able to—I don't know if like it actually—it's it's almost like a story of astral projection, so to speak.
1: Yeah, kind, kind of, of, kind of, like audio astral projection. Yeah, it's
2: weird. It's definitely a weird story.
1: It, it is. It reminds me of one. I'm going to wait and see if you put it in there. But it's a recent one that has been in the news probably within the last four or five years that made its rounds. That is very, very similar to that.
2: I probably haven't. I probably didn't put it in this one, but we'll see what pans out. Yeah. Um, I have another case here that is fucking weird. Uh, it involves a neurosurgeon. And apparently, like, this this was the dude when it comes to neurosurgeries, whatever you want to label that. But apparently, he was off the charts. No matter how life-threatening the surgeries were, his clients always made it, every single time. After some time, though, this guy begins to develop migraines of his own, and normal treatment wasn't working. After talking with someone, they pinpointed that these migraines started shortly after he stopped teaching medical students and his residents. So naturally the person he was talking to, she asked him like, well, why did you stop teaching? You know, what, what possessed you to quit? And he, he was very hesitant. He didn't want to confess anything beyond the migraines. After some time, though, she ended up cracking him, and he began to explain to her there was a reason that he had an extremely high success rate, and it's not what you think. It's because he would always, no matter what, wait until he saw a white light surround the patient's head. Then and only then, he he would operate because he knew it was 100% safe. So he actually quit teaching because in his own mind, in his own understanding, and probably for a little bit of mm, embarrassment maybe or uncertainty, he he stopped teaching because he could not rationally explained to his students. This is, this is how you succeed because he's like, I'm seeing a light that no one else is seeing. So for him, it was, I don't know if it was like imposter syndrome or this guilty uh, passenger inside him or whatever it was, but it possesses him to stop teaching and ironically enough, when he, I guess, suppresses this is when he begins having almost crippling migraines.
1: It's, uh, it's almost like a blessing and a curse scenario. Right. It's you know, really weird. Because the white light is, is essentially what leads him to his success, but then right. if he goes out and tells people about it. It's almost like he's fear, in fear of being ridiculed. You yeah, there I mean?
2: you go. That's a better word. Yeah.
1: Like, you no... Know, that's not how you're doing it. There's no, there's no scientific backing to this, you know. So him going forward and telling like this, this is legitimately what I do. He just stops, which is kind of sad. It is actually.
2: It really is. It and it it sucks that it comes back to bite him. And but like you said, being that like renowned for your accomplishments. People would think that you're crazy for being like, no, I, I only operate when I see a white light come from their head. People would think you're nuts.
1: Yeah, that is, that is wild.
2: Uh, The next story is pretty strange. I had a hard time wrapping my brain around this one. Uh, outside of it being a miracle, I, I cannot explain it at all. But it involved a, a young boy, and this young boy was in a wreck. It didn't specify the wreck. I don't know if it was a car accident, motorcycle, whatever whatever it was. But the husband calls the wife with the terrible news that their son had been in a wreck. And so she asked him, she's like, well, is he going to be okay? And he doesn't respond. And it, it just kind of tells all right there by his lack of response. So she begins to head down to the hospital where he's at. now on her way, she starts calling everybody she knows asking for prayer. And when she finally gets to the hospital, the husband essentially tries to stop her from entering the room where the, the boy is, because of how bad the boy like how bad a shape he's in. The the mother ends up going in the room anyways. And she, like the reality of how bad it is sets in. She, and this is her words. She says she can see that the side of his head is caved in. He was bleeding from his eyes, ears, nose, and mouth. His catheter was full of blood, which is a strong indication of internal bleeding. Of course, I mean, just from that description alone, you can imagine how grim it looks to see your child in a a bed like that.
1: It'd be terrible.
2: It would be. It'd be absolutely horrible. The doctors didn't even... They weren't even sure the kid was going to survive the helicopter ride to the bigger hospital because the one they were at, unfortunately, wasn't capable of handling this type of situation. And it really bothered her... Thinking about her child, his last moments possibly being on the helicopter, you know, flying to the new hospital. So, I'm I'm assuming the pilot picked up on that, or maybe she said something, and the pilot was like, hey, do you just want to ride along with us? It's usually not allowed, but they they made an exception this time. So, they make it to the hospital, and they rerun all the x-rays and I guess they're, they're getting ready to crack down and try to help this kid. The doctor returns to the mother with this absolute baffled look on his face. He's like, I was fully prepared to inform you. There was nothing we could do for your child. However, everything is fine. He has no broken bones no internal bleeding. He's only badly bruised. What? That's it. How does that happen? I don't. I like, have, wrap your brain around it.
1: I have no. I don't. Yeah, I don't have an explanation. No. Outside of. You can call it luck. You can call it divine intervention. Guardian angel. <laughs> What have you. Something had to be drastically looking out for that child.
2: Absolutely. But the, the thing that gets me the most is you can get around the bleeding from the orifices and the catheter and all that shit. How do you get around the side of his head being caved in?
1: Yeah, that's crazy. What happens there? That's, yeah, that's
2: that's insanity to me. The only, the only thing you could do is chalk it up to somehow her perception was altered due to stress or yeah whatever like that's the best you got yeah. outside of that
1: being a parent seeing your child in such distress your mind's gonna go to the absolute worst right off the rip yes so I could see how maybe it was exacerbated a little bit but, but- I mean come on man like yeah
2: that's a pretty big one yeah I think I th- I don't know I think that whatever whatever happened like you said something or somebody was looking out for that kid. Especially
1: for for it to be to the point to where the father, the husband essentially says, you know, through his silence, expect the worst.
2: Yeah. And when she gets there, he tries to stop her from entering the room. Yeah. He doesn't want her to see her baby boy in that condition. Don't want that to be the, her last memory of him.
1: Yeah, And then for him to not not even have a single broken bone. Yeah. It's crazy. No
2: internal bleeding, nothing. This shit is crazy. It's wild, dude. The next one, this next one is really good. Um it really struck some chords with me. So you have you have to know this this guy he was in pretty fantastic shape. But he was always super fatigued. Always foggy. And after years of going to a doctor, they finally found out that the dude had Lyme disease, which if left untreated can be a nasty little fucker. It can do a lot of bad things to your body. Oh, yeah. So this dude was put on a long list of antibiotics. But this, whether he knew it or not, it ended up causing more problems, which then put him on this path of this this downward spiral. He started to de- develop a, a severe intestinal infection. He got horrible migraines, which all would then manifest further into an ever-widening depression. This guy was also a musician, and one night on stage he almost blacked out for no apparent reason. And so this right there just kind of threw him for a loop. And something inside him made him decide to drop all of the antibiotics, which is kind of fucking crazy because antibiotics are supposed to be a good thing. I realized that the strong ones essentially nuke all of the bacteria in your body, which is a bad thing. It can really fuck your intestine, your gut up and stuff, but he ends up stopping all the antibiotics. Well, one day he stumbles onto this, this man from Brazil is they call him John a God. Apparently tons of people take a trip to Brazil to be healed by this man. So dude was like, fuck it. I'm going to roll out. I'm going to see what he's about. So he books a 10 hour flight and makes the trip. When he gets there, he sat with some people who wanted to know why he was there and also to help translate the ailments and whatnot to John of God, because he only spoke Portuguese. In silence, him and everybody else seeking help went before John of God. At the same time, a few hundred people were meditating in pews nearby. As the man reached out to touch John's hand, John told him, You need spiritual surgery. He was told to return this afternoon. So he did and went into a private meditation room where they sat with their eyes closed. They heard John enter the room and offer a blessing. At this moment, he felt a current flow through his entire body. When the session session ended, they ordered him to immediately go to bed. So he goes back to his hotel room and was laying in bed, kind of thinking, like, how the fuck am I going to sleep? Like, it's not it's not bedtime. It's the middle of the afternoon. And he's got all these emotions and everything and questions running through his head. But the next thing he knows, he wakes up 16 hours later. This happens later on into the week as well. But after the second time, the man gets up out of bed, goes into the bathroom and looks in the mirror... And he starts laughing. And he's like, What the fuck? Like, I literally look 10 years younger. (laughs) Right. So instantly, dude FaceTimes his wife. And first thing she says to him, You look different. What did you do? And he almost breaks out in tears and he's just like, I'm healed. Like, I'm a hundred percent healed. Like I, I feel great, which is absolutely insane. The fact that both of them notice almost like an age regression. Now, whether or not, because you know how it could be too with the appearance of, of 10 years younger, he could have been that depression alone could be could be visually weighing on his face. Uh malnutrition, the, the the destroyed gut biome, all these things take effect in your appearance and and your stature and the whole nine.
1: Yeah, and on top of that, like Lyme disease is taking it out of him too. Right? Well,
2: yeah, exactly. But it's it's just amazing that like he got all that sleep wakes up and he like can visually see he looks fantastic. He facetimes his wife. Doesn't even bring it up. The first thing she says is what, what you look different. What did you do? And he's like, I'm healed. Like I'm, I'm a hundred percent better. It's just a wild, wild concept.
1: Yeah. It makes you, it really makes you question the power of, of not only spirituality, but the power of the brain. And of the mind oh yeah you know like we were talking about those cia documents we were treading through and about that man who could essentially what was it heal himself or heal those around him kind of a similar
2: oh yeah oh what was it was it through like magnetism almost like he could he had the ability to manipulate the yeah, Magna- electromagnetic Yeah, form. around a person's body, he can manipulate Same. it and heal people. Heal people, yeah. And that's per CIA investigation.
1: Yeah. It it is
2: insane. It's fucking crazy, dude.
1: It is insane. It makes you wonder how much knowledge we've lost. Oh yeah. And I'm glad you're the going centuries. there
2: because I planned on bringing this up later on. Oh, hell yeah. But it cuz it it does. It really cuz I go through like I just found a ton of different ones at at 100% random and I knew that it was going to spiral down these little rabbit holes once we get to these these points because it is a it is a great thing to bring up and to ponder uh
1: plant the seeds yes
2: i i have another short one here but it's still fantastic uh the story consists of a man named Jacob and he had stage four cancer with the rough odds of 30% chance of surviving the next four years. However, Jacob let his faith take over. And one day he heard God's voice tell him to stop chemotherapy, which once again, like with the antibiotics, like with cancer, one of the main treatment cycles is chemotherapy but he decides to listen to the voice inside his head and go, all right, fuck it. I'm done with chemo. Not long after making this, this decision, he becomes cancer-free. Which isn't supposed to happen.
1: It's, it's so... I don't even know. I don't even, like... There's no explanation... In cases like that,
2: no, no, even even doctors are baffled by these these situations. Though this should not happen at all whatsoever.
1: Yeah, it it's it's it just shouldn't be exactly you know I mean? exactly. It, it just shouldn't happen.
2: And think about how crazy that would be to be a professional in a field like. Could you imagine you're treating this person with stage four cancer? In the back of your head, you're like, this person is done. I may be buying them two to four years. And one day they come in and they go, hey, Steve, uh, man, I appreciate everything you've been doing for me, but I'm going to quit the chemo. And you're like, well, why? Like, like, don't give up now. You know, I, I would, don't give up. Like, we got this. We can do this. And they go, dude, I know it sounds crazy, but I I heard God's voice and it told me to stop. Like imagine as a professional, like you would be like, "This dude's, this motherfucker's crazy." They have a hundred percent accepted death. They're giving up the fight. Yeah, the fight's too much. That's like, exactly where my brain. Would you go. would you would you would rationalize it and talk shit about this person in your head.
1: Not even that. You would just like, you would just ex like they're ready. They're they're ready. Right, they're ready to right. meet the Lord. You know exactly. That's that's where my brain would go. Like they have, they have fully accepted death.
2: Yep. And then come to find out, a couple of weeks later or however long it was, he comes back and he's like, "Steve, you'll never get, you'll never guess." Check me out, bro. Yeah, run the tests. And he's <laughs> he's cancer free. A, um,
1: yeah, imagine being a medical professional, where everything, everything that you've done is like by the book, what you learned, and then this happened, and you're like, <laughs> <laughs>
2: you're like, okay,
1: yeah. Never mind.
2: Yeah. Like, why do I even do my job at this point? Never mind. Um, That was, I, I thought it was going to be a different story there. Because I don't, I don't remember the, I thought it was going to be, because there's another one similar to this one, but it's fucking, is pretty great. This next one though, this next one's weird. So you have a 74 year old woman who develops a bad rash on her legs. And it almost makes me think of what Steve had gone through at one point. When he had a, a nasty outbreak.
1: Let's go. <laughs>
2: and they had no no idea what it was, my never figured it blistered. out. Yeah.
1: I talked about it on the show. Right. It was it was a good time. <laughs> I was living a wild life at that point. A lot of stress, A lot of bad choices. And then my tattoos all blistered. My skin fell off.
2: And they special and- quarantine you in a janitor's closet.
1: Yeah. It was, it was weird. Yeah. It was weird. I got biopsied. I got a bunch of pictures taken of me. Uh, it was like patient zero. And they're like, we don't know. We tested you for all the baddies, and they came back negative. But we also don't know what's causing this. See ya. And then it went away.
2: Right. So it's kind of similar to a degree, but you have a 74-year-old woman. I'm a walking miracle. I... I can attest to that.
1: You're all welcome.
2: Steve is winning. Uh, 74-year-old woman develops this bad rash on her legs. Now, this rash turns into these, like, waxy lumps.
1: That is one of the most disgusting descriptions I've ever heard. Yeah,
2: and apparently they were, like, red and purple in color. Well, this turned out to be carcinoma. A form of skin cancer. Now, with her age and the severity of the condition, the doctors are like, dude, this is looking really bad. Like, our best odds at treatment is to just amputate the leg, which is pretty fucking extreme. But in that case, it may not be. However, they're like, man, with her age, she's really never going to learn to adapt to living life without that leg. Um, we're not sure the road to take here. So they talk with her about it and they decide, "All right, well, let's let's chew on these ideas. Let's try to figure something out, maybe a better solution for you uh, within the next couple of days." Now, during this this wait period, she has no treatment at all. She's just being observed. Well, all of the rash began to fade, and eventually it went away completely. They biopsied her, they scanned her, Hundred percent cancer free. Now she claims that it was because she kissed a religious relic just before the healing set in. So there's that weird factor that gets played into the story. However, another course of action here, and this is a this is a, a typical one from uh, anyone in their profession. Uh, So I'm not faulting them, but the doctors decide to explain it in a way with science. They said this happens very rarely, but there is a spontaneous regression where the body will heal itself. They even comment, which I find extremely bizarre. If you can train the body to do this on a broader scale, you could have something that's very widely applicable. Which to me is a pretty amazing statement for medical professionals to be Even, in like, insinuating. Yeah. That's a bold statement from a medical professional.
1: Like, we are fully capable of healing ourselves. Right. And if we could figure out, if we could unlock that portion in our brain to get our body to fight all these baddies off...
2: Yes. That we'd be all right. Which brings us back to what you were getting ready to go into earlier about all of the knowledge... That, that we lost. have most likely lost throughout the years. And I don't think it may it may be on purpose. But I think that we have modernized so much that we have completely unplugged from the past. Because at a certain point in time, it went from this is the way that we do it. Go see the medicine man. He'll help you, whatever the case may be, to science. Now, sci- like we need to hard-proof everything. And I just think that we, we have just lost base with the old ways. I think the old ways have. Uh, I, I think there's truth to them. I do believe in the old ways.
1: Yeah, they said, like, I know I mentioned it before, but there are hypotheses that the fire at the Library of Alexandria set humanity back like 10,000 years.
2: I believe that.
1: Think about that.
2: That's a lot, a lot of knowledge lost. Yeah. A lot.
1: Stuff that that we probably can't even imagine now.
2: Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Because
1: essentially... What wasn't retained by people of the time is gone. Yep. Completely gone.
2: A hundred percent. And you know, it wouldn't take long for those things to bleed out.
1: No. Because
2: like, and I know this like goes into a broader scale, but think about it. If like a solar flare hits earth now, it doesn't take long for everything to fall apart. Because whereas I'm a man and I can do quite a few things, like I've taught myself to do a lot, you know, work on cars. I can do this. I can do that. However, I also don't know how to make the parts. And you see where I'm getting at. Like we have created such a chain of existence that you start breaking out links Well, it really doesn't take very long for it all to fucking fall apart. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, because there are some people out there that know how to cook a steak, but they don't know how to harvest a steak. Yep. So there, there's these gaps in everybody's knowledge. And once that, once it domino effects, well, guess what? It falls apart pretty fast.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And... It's like the the connotation that mankind would sit back 10,000 years. Whenever that library burnt, we essentially had to start over. Oh, yeah. So were they further advanced than we are now? Hey, holocult. The weather's getting nice, and you know what that means. It's cryptid hunting season, and the first rule to cryptid hunting is good footwear. That's why we're excited to announce our partnership with Tacovis Boots. When you're out hunting the dogman or stalking Chupacabra— You don't have time to break in boots. That's why Tacovis is so nice. They have first wear comfort. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with their styles when you're out hunting cryptids.
2: And let me tell you, their styles are on point. I've always considered getting me a pair of snakeskin boots, and their pair is mint. They also have crocodile boots, caiman boots, ostrich boots, regular leather boots they they have it all and it's it's ridiculously awesome you can even stop by their the local tacova store have a complimentary drink or two and shop new styles the smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized and with regular live music and events there's no in-store experience like it so just imagine yourself getting a pair of legitimate snakeskin, hollow sky branded boots. How awesome would that be?
1: Nothing is going to intimidate a dog man like a nice pair of gator skin boots. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's dot com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Maybe not technologically, but also maybe technologically.
2: It very well could be.
1: Just just the amount of ancient, you know, weird esoteric knowledge that was lost is just absolutely mind-bending.
2: Yep. But I have this this next one here. It's a little different than the other ones, but it's pretty cool. I think I've heard you tell a story similar to this one. I don't remember if it was about your dad or not, but we'll get into it. So you have the the case, there's a case of a hitchhiker. The submitter tells a story for their father here. So one day the father's driving and sees someone walking alongside the road. I think they were in kind of like a, there's quite a few cars on the road but the man pulls over, nevertheless. Hey, man, want to get in the car? The dude gets in the car. He's carrying a duffel bag. Uh, they both actually like kind of hit it off, having great conversation. They're just chatting back and forth about life. The father's like, yeah, you know, they just get into conversation. The father's like, man, <clears throat> me and the wife here, we're just we're trying to have kids, you know, and no luck yet, but I'm holding. I'm holding out for it, and this, that, and the other, and conversations going really well. When all of a sudden the hitchhiker's like, "Hey, just just drop me off here," and it almost kind of offended the dad a little bit and surprised him because he's like, "What the fuck? Like, there's nothing here. There's nothing but like an open field right there." Why, why are you trying to be dropped off now? And the guy looks at him and is like, I oh, don't worry about it, you know. It's, it's, it's good. The guy's like, whatever. He pulls over, lets the dude out. And before he takes off again, he looks over and he sees that the duffel bag is still in the car. So he gets out of the car to get the man's attention, but the man's gone. And now he's even more confused because he's like, Where did dude? There's literally nothing around for for this guy to disappear like this. He looks around for a little bit, and he's like, "Whatever, you know, I guess I'll just get back in the car." Now, when he gets back in the car, he opens the duffel bag to see what's inside the duffel bag. Well, there's nothing inside the duffel bag. It's just an empty duffel bag. Okay, that's weird. That is weird. So, the dad takes off, starts driving again. But he notices something. He notices a car accident up ahead. As he approaches the accident, he notices that the car involved in the accident was actually the car that was right behind him in the line of traffic. So, essentially... This hitchhiker saved this man from the car accident. Furthermore, right after this, he finds out that him and his wife are pregnant. And the person telling this story is the firstborn child of this man. The man, the father, to this day, carries that empty duffel bag with him in his car at all times in hopes that he sees that man and is able to return that duffel bag to him. Yeah,
1: that's that duffel bag changed the course of a lot of people's lives.
2: Oh yeah. hundred percent. I think it's I think it's crazy and humbling that he puts that duffel bag in every single car. Oh yeah. And takes it with him every single day just in case. He is able to repay, like, kind of show his gratitude to the hitchhiker.
1: It makes me wonder if, like, accounts such as that that don't necessarily have a religious connotation and doesn't necessarily have a spiritual uh, connotation, like, where they fall in the realms of miracles. You know, because you hear the word miracle and you automatically you think religion it to a religion. You're right. Like the woman who uh, whose cancer went away after she kissed a sacred relic,
2: right? Yeah, there's an obvious yeah. It answer makes me there. wonder,
1: like, where these fall in.
2: Oh, the next one is just like that. The next one is just like that.
1: Like, is it? Is it like a uh, guardian angel? Is it
2: right? That's what in this in that story, the hitchhiker story. That's what the man attributes it to. Is that it was his guardian angel? Yeah, it's weird. But almost in a meta- metaphorical sense, because yeah. he keeps that bag with him, in order to return it, hopefully one day.
1: Wanting to meet, yeah, essentially meet the guy again. Right. It's just
2: strange. It is. It is. This next one here, I feel like it falls into. I don't. I don't even know that I could find the word for it right now. Maybe you'll be able to help me, Steve. But it's it's fucking weird. Uh, the next one is is pretty fun. It was fun, fun for me to read and just kind of like chew on, but you have this person, they had pretty fucking nasty cancer. It doesn't say what kind of was, but it was gross. It was, it was one of them ones where they're hitting it with chemo and it's really not doing anything to that it. Sucks. And so, the person, as you can imagine, they're getting smoked with chemo. The doctors are prescribing medicines and hormones and everything to help this this person out. So the person goes to the pharmacy and they pick up the drug that they're supposed to be taking. some type of hormonal drug. The person takes it for about three months. Well, within this three months, the tumor... That they had went from a grapefruit all the way down to where they couldn't measure it at this point. So after three months, the person went to refill the drug. Come to find out, no one actually prescribed the drug to this person. It was all by happenstance that they got it. The it was almost like somebody fucked up. What? And gave them the wrong drug they were supposed to get this one but they got this one and ironically enough the combo the cocktail of drugs actually end up saving them
1: what is the oh man I got so many questions is the drug that they got was it a cancer like a known cancer fighting
2: drug (laughs) I don't know because
1: that would change the game a lot right If the dude went to get his cancer fighting drugs and got like indigestion pills and it smoked his cancer, like what?
2: That's what I'm saying. Like, (laughs) what are the odds of that happening?
1: What? Dude goes and for cancer medicine and gets erectile dysfunction pills. And and now he's cured of cancer. Yeah. So sex life's looking up too. Big facts,
2: but it's just, it's just so weird that, and
1: those are, those are so weird. Like,
2: what are the odds?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: What are the odds? What are the odds that plays out the way it does?
1: It's like circumstances. So strange. Yeah. So strange.
2: Yep. Yep. It's, it's, it was wild, man. But I loved reading that story where I was just like, it was just so fucking weird
1: it, it, that it just played it out just that happened way. to be the mistake. It just makes you wonder played what, it would, out. what would happen if he would have got the drug he was supposed to get.
2: Might have died.
1: And then, like, my brain starts firing off. It makes you wonder the opposite of these positive uh, circumstances, right? So the other day when, when, um, we were driving home from work. My partner starts texting me on 255 and there was an accident. If anybody is, uh, I don't know the outcome of the accident. So if anybody passed away, rest in peace. If anybody listening knows of the people, uh, I hope all is well. But anyway, as he was driving home, there's a car pulled over at the side of the road. It looks like somebody's out changing a tire. You know, 255 rolls pretty fast, so he sees it. And there is a truck behind him rolling pretty quick. So he gets over in the right lane. The truck goes around him, and he says, it looks like this truck was merging over to maybe pull over to help these people that are parked up along the side of the road. But he's like, it was like slow motion. He's like, I watched this truck. Come from the left lane, go through the right lane, onto the shoulder of the road, and just careen into
2: the. Oh my lord!
1: Car. And um, obviously it was not a good scenario, but what I'm trying to get at is like, what is the what is the reverse of these things? You know, what are the like the odds of him getting the wrong drug that perfectly made a concoction to stop his cancer? What's the opposite that? Those people were changing that tire. The story is that the truck had a wheel lockup, lock up, which pulled it over to the side of the road before he could get stopped. It just goes, That's That's weird. It. What are the odds that those people were stopped at that exact spot yeah. at that exact
2: time? Yeah. So it'd be like a, the difference between negative and positive randomness. Yeah,
1: 20 feet. If they would have stopped 20 feet further or further back, or further forward down the road,
2: that have he would
1: have just went off in the ditch. Yep the the odds of that happening the way it did are are so
2: a million to one.
1: I yeah, mean. it makes you wonder like if this, there's scales like like weighing scales of these things, and when something tips to the good, does something tip to the bad, or or what what is is it left to just f- pure happenstance and faith that these things happen like this? It's
2: weird, dude. It's absolutely insane to contemplate all, all of it because it is all random. To us, anyways, it's yeah. random. But it's, like you said, it's fucking weird. It's, it's so absolutely strange. bizarre.
1: Because a lot, like like we said, a lot of times when these things happen, they attribute it to... Spirituality, yep. religious, you know, God stepped in, this, yep. uh, guardian angels. But, like, on the flip side of that, like, doesn't sound like anybody was watching out in that scenario. Right,
2: yeah. No, it, it well, with everything, there's, a, so there's a, a negative and a positive of almost yeah. everything. So, yeah. I think, I think it would be fair to assume if there's positive randomness, then, yeah, there's going to be negative ones, too. It's nuts. Which sucks. Yeah, it does <laughs> It fucking sucks to think about. Um, we're going to revisit this this John of God here in a second, because I found him rather interesting. But I also included a couple, not very many, but a couple of quote-unquote miracle places throughout the world. Hmm. These are just a couple. There are fucking places everywhere. But you have Lourdes, France, In 1858, a poor 14-year-old girl saw a ghostly woman who claimed to be the Virgin Mary. Mary told the young girl she wanted a chapel built here next to this spring. To this day, an average of 5 million people per year come to this place to drink from the spring. They have reported it to heal tumors, tuberculosis, bronchitis, and even paralysis. You have a place in Mexico where a Mr., I'm assuming, Jesus Cain owns a ranch where over 8 million people have stopped to drink the water here, which he gives away for free. But apparently, it's cured almost everything, including, apparently, Magic Johnson's AIDS.
1: I have heard that story. Uh,
2: There are... Like I said, there are plenty of healing spots around the world from all different cultures, which is, is absolutely amazing. I love the idea that these places exist in the world. I do believe in the power of them. However, kind of like what we were talking about earlier, the disconnection, I also believe that the power of these places could be fading. And it could be from... The fact that we have ventured away from this lifestyle. People don't understand. Can't even fathom the old ways anymore. Nor do they seek them out. Because now it's all considered taboo. So we have have essentially forgotten the hidden ways of the world and its mysteries. Furthermore. Could be another explanation as to why maybe these sites aren't as fruitful as they used to be or there's less of these sites now. We're not very good at preserving things. We tend to poison the land and the water, which as you heard in just those two examples that I gave you, they were of water. So we tend to kind of Pollute our waters and lands, which if you think that or you believe that these sites are connected to spirits per se, well, this could obviously anger them and cause problems with the output that they would want. You know what I mean? Like they're going to be like, well, fuck you. If you're not going to appreciate me and my land and what I'm offering, why should we why should I do anything for you? <clears throat> it's 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 weird. But this last this last little piece here, I'm gonna I'm gonna label it. I'm gonna leave this up to the hollow and Steve. I'm curious to see what everybody thinks. I'm gonna label it corruption or cover up. So you have John of God. I've only really looked into him a little bit. I know there's documentaries because I literally just stumbled on him when I was writing this episode. But you have this man in Brazil. He goes from town to town healing people. When he does heal people, he always says, it's not me healing you. It's God doing this. Now, apparently, he's healed millions of people and people know for a fact that this man facilitates spirits. People describe seeing his appearance change as well as his eyes. There's a woman that was explaining how you will literally see his brown eyes turn blue when he's facilitating these spirits. It's weird. In some cases, you'll have people in wheelchairs, and John will grab them and pull them out of the chair, which will heal their, their ailments. They will be cured of whatever was having them in the wheelchair. There was one man who went there, To get help with his heart. He was having real, uh, he had a real bad heart condition. And John, all he ended up doing was passing his hand over the man's chest. He didn't even touch him. The man raised his shirt to reveal a fresh, like a, not a fresh scar, but like a, a scar over his heart. And from that day forward, he did not have any more heart issues. Even though these people come to have the physical healed, they also report how even though their physical ailments are healed they heal so much more in the soul they like most of these people will report how they just all they did was receive love they have this new zest for life almost like it completely rejuvenates their soul so you it just seems like everywhere i was reading people were like 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 giving praise to john and the things he's done and the powers that he he's able to to manifest but then i start stumbling on articles that he's not so much a good person. So now they start putting a price tag on John. They, because apparently most of John's services are free. However, he would sell like holy waters and herbs and things like that, which apparently netted him about forty million a year.
1: But I need to start selling some herbs,
2: right? So. But you have to take into cons- consider consideration his renown and the, the vast amount of people that try to come see him. like you, At that point, his, we'll just say fame, is so much so that he could say this piece of bread will do this and people would 100% believe it, whether it did or not. Yeah. But as time began to move forward and you have a specific moment, I think around 2018 when the Me Too movement, Really popped off. Well apparently. Brother. Or John of God. Gets slammed. And a lot of women come forward. Even his daughter. Claiming claiming all types of horrible. Allegations. But like I said. It's weird to me. And I'm not. At all. Trying to discredit anybody. I am merely. Posing a question but it does seem like everybody that reference him do it in a way that like lead credence to his, his abilities. Even Oprah had a profound experience with him. Not to say that she's Miss Perfect either, but it is somebody that I can reference to attest for his abilities but this dude ends up getting sentenced to 99 years for everything that he did or or didn't do I don't know but my question is to everybody is what do you think actually happened do you think that may it, it cuz I could see it that fame got to his head and it corrupted him because we can see that happen very easily right like the dude was a nobody starts, whether it's trickery or he can, even if he will just say that he can 100% heal people. The fame from that alone, like people are going to treat him like a God at that point, right? People are going to bow to him. So does that power become too much and it corrupts him and he goes on to do these horrible things? Or do the powers that be so to speak, are like, hey, this dude is out there, whether it's stealing our money, teaching these people the old ways, whatever it is, we need to shut this shit down. So they've either maybe brought this scandal to light or created it. I don't know. But I just find it very odd that I didn't see very many articles. uh, I didn't see any, actually, of people disputing his abilities. It just went from him doing all these things to, oh, shit, look what he did. Now he's in prison. And I'm not saying that he didn't do those things. I'm just saying that it's weird. I think it's a question worth asking. And, And maybe there is some more definitive information out there that I don't know. Um but regardless, it still feeds to the my original question of corruption or not, you know, or what I call it, corruption or cover up. Corruption or cover up.
1: Let me think.
2: Because I could I can get behind that dude got way like his head got way yeah. too fucking big.
1: That's kind of that's kind of where I'm leaning. For the most part. First thing I want to do not to veer off, but I'm going to bring it back around looking up the uh, library of Alexandria before anybody comes at me. I said 10,000 years. The theory is that it set humanity back 1000 years. That's still a so, lot. Yeah. before anybody, I've heard
2: 10,000 a lot though.
1: I checked myself before you guys wrecked myself, but back to old John of God here. Um, I'm in the, camp that he probably let this fame and accolade get to his head. We know that absolute power corrupts. Absolutely.
2: (laughs) Oh yeah, for sure.
1: And we also know that just because you do good things does not make you not a shitty person.
2: Oh, absolutely agree.
1: Like look at Ted Bundy, serial killer, murdered dozens of women but also, uh, saved a kid from drowning. Also worked a suicide hotline.
2: Like, That's fucking weird.
1: Almost to make up
2: for all of his wrongs, like he was righting yeah. his wrongs, or,
1: or or even to put up a, a smoke screen, all right? That you know, he's doing good. Uh, yeah, the like if the question, the question is. Like the, the things that he did do in the miracle realm are not disputed, uh, in light of the shitty things that he did. Right. Right. So, yeah, I think that's like, he probably, you know, with the government kind of covering it up, you, I could 100% see that as well. You know, them coming in, this man has the ability to heal. You know, the biggest market in the, especially America, is fucking healthcare. The biggest scam. That's in America. true,
2: uh, and it probably <clears> is <throat> the most impactful in America. To be yeah. honest with you.
1: Oh yeah, people are gonna throw their entire life savings to save their children.
2: Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, well then we and uh, you hear because we don't see it because we live here all the time. But you you hear from outside countries all the time, like how poisoned our culture is. Like we have ads rammed down our throats. All they're like we don't we don't deal with this shit at all. Yeah.
1: Where I could could see the government coming after somebody that had an alternative means to heal people. And it's not... Nobody disputes that he did heal people, but he was probably a scumbag.
2: Yeah, I would would say that's definitely Occam's razor. Yeah,
1: he got himself a platform to where he was able to be... uh, uh, (laughs) When... A power figure. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, if if you... Say you got a sick kid here, and John of God's like, Hey, I can heal your dying child. What are you going to do for me? What are you going to do for me?
2: Well, I mean... If he propositions me in that way or my wife in that way, he's going to get his teeth knocked see? out of his head.
1: See, but I'm just saying that's. Oh, I could. No,
2: exactly I 100% see it.
1: The way I feel like that probably played out.
2: I could 100% see it. But I am that person that has that amount of pride where I'll go, oh, well, we also have this option yeah, to watch.
1: See you can get God to fix your jaw. <laughs>
2: yeah, because that's what's going to happen, bud. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 100%.
1: I do. I think he's probably a scumbag. He probably started. It sounded like, especially if his daughter came forward, he was yeah. probably a scumbag before he figured out that he was good. Heal people, and then that just turned it up because once he started getting renown, and that
2: makes his that makes it a lot easier for him to yeah,
1: and it makes it almost helps discredit anybody that would come forward until there was a mass movement of people coming right. forward. right. Exactly. Exactly. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, and like I said, not discrediting. Anything. Yeah. It's just, it, it's definitely weird. Cause you do, you do hear some pretty sussy things in the, especially in this realm where there's people who can who 100%. find cures for cancer and then they magically yep. fucking die and all that stuff too.
1: I thought of the same thing, like planes going down with cancer research yeah. people on. Yeah. Like it's not past the government to put a lid on people who are finding alternative means of healing people. Yep. Uh, Just in this case, I feel like he, he was probably a douche.
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm with it. I'm with it. Um, go ahead. I, I
1: immediately thought about like the uh, water powered engines and shit. How these people ended up dying. Yeah, or ended up like the government has means to shut people up, regardless. Oh yeah, but people usually find a way to shut themselves up. Also, that's you know?
2: true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, but in closing here, when it comes to Everything that we went through tonight and everything else that you could find, man, do I love these experiences. Uh, I love reading about them. I would also love to, like, fully experience this as well. Like, it would be, it would be, it would lock me in. Like, if somebody were, somebody came forward and was like, Kyle, I'm going to heal you of your blood pressure issue gone
1: oh wouldn't that be nuts
2: it dude like it would blow my mind to smithereens the fact that it, it would just be 100 percent healed and i do believe that those things do happen to people i do believe that some type of intervention takes place for some people and it changes their lives forever you know I've I've experienced what I would consider a small fragment of this, like with my tarot reading and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but however, and I'm, I'm probably gonna catch some fucking heat for this, but <laughs> I feel, here we go. Yeah, I do. I do feel like, and I I think you would agree, Steve, that I catch heat all the time. Let's get it. Yeah, I I feel like these instances. Are meant for certain people, and you and me are not those certain people.
1: <laughs> I could one hundred percent contest that. I figured.
2: I figured. And I, I, I not trying to disrespect ourselves or anything of that like that. But I, I feel like me and Steve just don't quite meet the criteria that puts us in in the category of of being aided in that way. Like, but
1: on the flip side of that, if having life-ending cancer is the criteria I'll probably (laughs) hold off. (laughs) No, I'm
2: with you there. I'm with you there. I'm not going to dispute that. Um, But even, like, whenever JJ threw it at me that, like, the idea of me being a light worker and I burn bright and this and that and the other, like, there's a part of me that's like, those are really fantastic words, but the rational part of your mind kicks in and you're like, I'm not that. Like, that's not me. Because, like, I, I guess you could call it modesty. You could call it uh, imposter syndrome. And I appreciate those things that she says because it makes you feel proud to be walking the path that you're walking. Like, you are making that difference. You are inspiring her, this, or that, you know. Like, it, it's great, but, like, I just feel like at best, guys like you and me are we're just burden bearers or sin eaters. Like, we, that's at best. Like I don't feel I like
1: didn't feel that.
2: Like I just feel like we're here to bear weight because we can.
1: Which I mean, somebody has to do
2: it. Oh, I agree. Like I'm not. Like I said, don't don't mistake what I'm saying for like me just putting us down. I don't. I'm not doing that. I think it's just. You know, I feel like that's just the way it is, and I know that I'm gonna catch fucking heat for it, but. <laughs> I just, I just do. Like I just, and at the same time, you're going to get I'll an email from JJ. I know, know this, right? I know, <laughs> I know. But I, I feel at the same time, like if you, a couple of things, if you are a healer or you're, you're a light worker or whatever the fuck you are, do your best every single day. Change people's lives, please. And at the same time, I challenge you. Come take a stab at me and Steve. Because we got some things that need fixing. <laughs>
1: you're, putting, you're putting a large, heavy burden on these, <laughs> these people.
2: We're a shot, right? Yeah. I mean, hey. I mean, you miss it's every ended. shot you don't take. So. It's
1: true. Uh, I did pull up this story that I am referenced in the very first one where the uh, man heard the voice of his roommate. Oh, in yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, snowbank uh this was pretty much all over every major news source uh a few years back 2015 it says but i'll just kind of wrap it up a mother and her daughter were traveling in their car the car crashed into a local pond on its roof uh they were In the car for 14 hours, the mother had passed away uh, essentially immediately. A local fisherman just happened to stumble by, which is a miracle on its own, and see the car upside down in the water. He didn't know anyone was in it. He didn't know if anyone was alive. This, that, or the other. Calls the police. Police and rescue come in. As they're moving toward the car, the police say that they start to hear A voice. So this is directly from uh, ktla.com. A mystery arose from the rescue. The police officers who entered the water said they heard a voice calling for help. The mother was dead, but the officers said that they could hear an an adult's voice calling to them. The four of us heard a distinct voice coming from the car, Officer Warner told CNN. To me, it was not a child's voice. The voice gave the rescuers a surge of adrenaline needed to push the vehicle upright. Uh, the mother was dead and the child was unconscious at the time. Her eyelids were fluttering, though, to let the rescuers know that she was alive. It, it's, They said that they have no explanation for the voice. All four of them heard someone say, help me, inside the car.
2: That's fucking crazy, dude.
1: <laughs> Isn't that? And, and That's the, amazing, the daughter was alive. That's, That's a miracle amazing. in itself, oh, yeah. period. Oh, yeah. The fact that they, like, they were just, they probably didn't have, like, any real sense of urgency. Like, like Yeah, damn, they're just doing their this job. This car has been upside down in the water for 14 hours. Yeah. And that was enough to get them, like, it's, it's oh, like shit. The, it's like the on.
2: mom's last last wish. Yeah. You know, she's, isn't that, isn't that crazy? she's staying and putting on for the daughter <laughs> or the child.
1: It's, it's, it's yeah. fucking amazing. It is awesome. It's fucking crazy, it man. It's
2: awesome. so cool. But yeah, that's that's uh, about all I got. I think it's time to wrap her up. Yeah.
1: I think I'm going to dive into a miracle episode as well. Sort of a different, uh, different path. More of like, instead of like life-saving miracles, but like physical miracles, like you hear a lot of... Uh, Statues crying blood, or oh, yeah. statues crying oil, or the miracles of the Eucharist are nuts to me. Crazy. Um, I'll probably go into that. Uh, this kind of inspired me to dive into this a It's bit. it's
2: pretty cool to hear some positive shit once in a while.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, it does. It's 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 a good feeling to think that there's someone watching over us.
2: Oh, hundred percent. You know what I mean? We all need it. Whether we want to admit it or not. Yeah. I know a lot of you out there like to be fucking independent and whatnot, but we all need somebody. Yeah. Every that's... single one of us.
1: Whether it's uh, God or...
2: Yeah, spiritual or physical, we need somebody. Yeah.
1: Somebody keep us in line. Yeah, yeah, well,
2: that we need to pick up. We need to pick me up once in a while, too. Yeah, that's okay.
1: But that being said, check us out on all social medias, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, Discord, Reddit, search up the Hollow Sky Podcast, join the Hollow Cult. It's a fun place to be. And until we meet again, stay safe, stay weird, and uh, just, just try to find solace in the fact that maybe there is somebody keeping an eye on us when things get rough.